Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. No, it's absolutely not true. It's not true, I tell you. It can't happen. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to what Cindy Adams of the New York Post said today when she said Michelle Obama could sneak her way into the 2024 presidential race. We know that can't happen, Susie. We know that can't happen. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Got a busy day for you. The um, president of the Heritage Foundation went over to the WEF and lectured the Bond villains over there at Davos, and it's great. And I'll share that with you as well. But look, I think, you know, if there's a theme of, of the show today, the theme of the show is that um, the trust the science crowd is very upset with you because despite all of their broken promises, Despite all of their lies, despite all the ways they tried to censor you and shut you up and all the different reasons they were wrong, they're mad at you because you just won't take them back and that you don't trust them anymore. So they want to crack down on more of your freedom so that you don't have a choice. See, if, 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 if you take away somebody's choice, well, then there can be no debate. See, if I, if I don't have a choice but to do what I'm told because you're not allowing me to debate it, then they win. This is, this is the problem with letting government decide science. Science can change. I mean, science can change because data can change. Ways to access that data can change. And that's the problem. You know, the old, we used to have this joke long time ago you know they say that there's a study that came out today that says broccoli will kill you and then the next day the study comes out and says that eating broccoli you'll live to be 150 years old you know every single scientific story always has caveats within it always does every time except when the government decides do you notice that when the government decides something then there's no caveat so when the government came out and said You have to take the COVID vaccine because the COVID shot will keep you from getting it or giving it. You couldn't debate that when they came out and said there's no myocarditis. The risks are very low. It's fine for kids. Well, you couldn't debate that. That was it. That was it. Made that decision. When they said COVID-19 came from an undercooked bat burger, 
at the Wuhan wet market. That was it. Couldn't debate it. That's the science period when they said masks work. That's it. That's the science. Can't debate it. Boom. That's it. How it works. Climate change is very similar to that. There are experts out there who are saying these are scientists. The climate change is BS. It is nothing more than a Marxist plot to take over the world. And they're right. But you see, they're, they're not given voices. And, and when they are allowed on pesky little platforms like Twitter, this is when the Bond villains at the WEF turn around and say, we have to do more to crack down on Twitter because Twitter can't allow disinformation. You see? What is disinformation? It's anything that, that, that the government decides it is. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just they decide. It's the same. It's like hate speech or um, obscenity. You know, I asked this question the other day, and actually, I, I didn't get an answer, as a matter of fact, and I'm a little offended right now. I asked the question, who is a bigger disappointment? Justice, <laughs> tells you what a freaking nerd I am, I swear. It never ceases to amaze me. Potter Stewart or Sandra Day O'Connor? Biggest turncoat, uh, Justice. And I didn't get an answer, but... Anyway, Justice Potter Stewart, who famously said, I know it when I see it, as he was talking about obscenity. It's the same thing with information. Right? The government knows it when it sees it. They know science when they see it, and you can't disagree, and you just have to go along with it. This is why not every problem has a solution, and it's why when you look to the government to provide the solutions, their way of doing it is to limit your freedom. Because if you, if you turn to them and say, save me from this, they'll do it. And then they're going to turn around and say, oh, well, we're at it. We're also going to save you from this, 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 and that. And then, and then when all the unintended consequences of that happen, or new data comes to light, or new research comes to light, and you try to bring that out, well, then the only answer is, now you're spreading disinformation. You're killing people. Do you remember when Joe Biden accused Facebook of killing people? Do you remember that? Killing people. When, the, when this lab in China was discovered, this secret Chinese bio lab in California, where they have all kinds of bad things there. There's like anthrax, Ebola, all kinds of different diseases, and it's filthy and disgusting. And why is it there? I'll tell you why it's there, because there are bad people around the world who will buy viruses. They will buy these things. And I know that that sounds crazy, but there are, there are bad actors out there, and there are bad people out there. So anyway, uh, when that story came out, it was, as usual, greeted with the usual skepticism from the corporate media. Like, oh, you mean there's a Chinese-owned biolab in California that has nefarious viruses? Please, more of your wacky tinfoil hat ideas. Well, sure enough, it's true. And the code enforcement officer, who's the one that discovered this, has finally spoken out. So now that Matt DeSantis has had the, the clip queued up for 47 minutes... Let's finally play it, shall we? In December 2022, Code Enforcement Officer Jesslyn Harper noticed a green garden hose sticking out of the side of a warehouse in the small town of Reedley, California. The hose was a clear violation of the city's building code, so Officer Harper showed her badge and entered the warehouse. Inside the vast, dimly lit building, she found laboratory equipment, manufacturing devices, dangerous chemicals, and medical-grade freezers and containment units holding thousands of vials of biological substances. Some of these vials were unlabeled. Some 
were labeled in Mandarin. Others in a code that no one ever deciphered. Others were in English, with names of pathogens that Officer Parker did recognize, like HIV. The city also found approximately 1,000 transgenic mice, mice used for research of human disease, mm. which biolab workers told them were, quote, genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus. That discovery kicked off a nine-month effort by the city of Reedley to address the public health risk posed by the illegal clandestine Reedley Biolab and to investigate what had happened at that facility and what might have happened if Officer Harper had been less alert. Reedley city officials reached out to relevant law enforcement, public health, and regulatory officials about their shocking discovery. The FBI declined to investigate. The CDC refused to speak to them and, on multiple occasions, hung up on local officials mid-conversation. Finally, frustrated, city officials turned to Representative Jim Costa, their local member of Congress. With Representative Costa's help, Reedley officials finally got the CDC on site. Based solely on reading the labels, the CDC identified at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including many in risk group 2 and 3. Per the CDC, pathogens in risk group 3 are serious or lethal human diseases. Despite the admitted risks, the CDC refused to test the samples or examine the unlabeled vials containing what appeared to be pathogens or other biological samples. CD officials repeatedly requested and even offered to pay for the testing, but the CDC still now, let me jump in here for a moment. We're, we're going to grab the audio of the code enforcement officer speaking out. Um, the CDC is there on site right now, actually cleaning up. They're, they're, they're in the process of cleaning up this lab. But think about it for a moment, right? This, this lab, this, this Jessalyn Harper is her name. She's the one who discovered the, 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 the uh, she's a code enforcement officer. That's her job, right? She saw this garden hose. She saw it protruding from the building. And she spoke with William Lajeunesse Ness about, about this on Fox News, but initially the federal government turned around and said, no way, that's not true. That's impossible. This can't be there. And now a year later, a year later today, right now, as we speak, the cleanup is going on at the suspicious California biolab with ties to China. It has been more than a year since the underground biolab in Reedley, California was first reported to officials. A year. And they're finally there today cleaning it up. Now, just ask yourself this question. Why did it take so long? Why? Why did it take so long? Why did it take a freaking year to figure out all these disease mice and pathogens and all these other things that are there, Ebola potentially, and, and, and God knows what else? Why did it take so long? Why did it take the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention a year to get there? A year to clean it up? Why? And then ask yourself another question. Who benefits from this? Who benefits from allowing this lab to stay in play? I mean, nope. Th theoretically, the answer is nobody. Except the problem is, if it's linked to China, that makes China the bad guy. And we don't want to do that in this country. Not with this president, anyway. I mean, that's really the bottom line. Behind a temporary green fence under cover of heavy fog, a small team of Environmental Protection Agency hazmat contractors moved to load up and ship out 800 containers full of chemicals still left behind in a warehouse-turned-underground biolab with suspicious ties to China. It has been more than a year since the filth-ridden building surreptitiously filled with blood samples, genetically altered mice, and potentially lethal infectious agents was uncovered by Jessalyn Harper, a newly hired code enforcement officer. 
Local officials have repeatedly stressed that no one in Reedley, California, or the surrounding area was exposed to the horrors inside. Malaria, dengue fever, hepatitis, HIV, and Ebola are just some of the infectious agents and parasites that were reputedly all there, all capable of infecting or killing untold Americans. However, no one has been criminally charged for the shocking discoveries inside what had been an abandoned warehouse. And now imagine you're living in Reedley, California, right? You're living there next to this place. And you're saying to yourself, you mean for a year they knew about this and for a year our government didn't go in there and do something about it? For a freaking year. Like there's Ebola there. I mean, last time I checked, Ebola is not good. None of that stuff is good. Dengue fever. I do understand that investigations take time and some of them take years, depending on the complexity, said the city manager, Nicole Zeba. Would I have liked to see some changes around here? Yes, I would like to see some charges uh, and people going to, to jail. Can you, is it possible maybe you can s- s- skip closer possibly? Um, I don't know exactly where, Matt, but if you go down, she, I, I, I'm, I'm watching her speak in the, in the thing on the page. Are you looking at it on your phone? Maybe it's changing the yeah, let me format check. of it, perhaps. I'm just wondering that. I don't yeah, know. It could be. Let me, let me double check. Um, it's all right. Here, I'll, I'll read what she said. She said, I do understand. Let's see. Let's go back to her for a moment. She said, um, worst case scenario, someone could have gotten really sick and they could have spread it throughout the community. Think about that. But it's China, so we cover for them. We cover for China. Why do we cover for China? Because they have the receipts on Joe Biden, that's why. It's the same exact reason why we covered for China when it came to COVID-19. Now, you and I are told all the time to trust these people. Trust government. Trust the data. Trust the science. Trust all these people because they protect you. They have your back. They're looking out for you. There's a freaking Chinese-owned biolab in a neighborhood in California with Ebola, dengue fever, hepatitis, HIV, and malaria. And for a freaking year, the government doesn't do a damn thing about it. But I'm supposed to trust them to deal with, um, I, I don't know, whether my kids should eat Twinkies. I'm supposed to trust them on whether or not my kids should eat Skittles. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to trust these idiots on whether or not I should be allowed to use a plastic bag. Do you see my problem that I have with them? When you turn over your fealty to these people, when you turn over your, your, your liberty under the skies of keeping me safe, and then you, this mindset of, well, government, they'll keep us safe from all these bad things. And then you have a, a Chinese-owned biolab that sits there for a year. They knew about it, and for a year they did nothing about it. For a year. And these are the same people you're going to turn around and, 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 and wait patiently for them to declare, for example, that a state of emergency exists before a freaking snowstorm? You see what I mean? How we've all become such sheep. We've all become so conditioned to just trust the experts. A recent bipartisan congressional report determined that the guy who owned that lab received significant financial payments from China, was in the country illegally after fleeing Canada nearly a decade ago, and after being found guilty of fraud, including stealing U.S. intellectual property, and along with fellow defendants, ordered to pay $330 million in damages. This guy's zoo. While it's possible that federal prosecutors are looking to expand their case against him, it does not appear that the mere possession of most of the agents reported in the warehouse is illegal. 
Are you freaking kidding me? He told uh, prosecutors apparently said they could not confirm or deny a potential investigation into any possible criminal activity tied to the bio lab or how the various agents were obtained or possibly transported into the country. Last summer, California Attorney General Rob Bonta, a Democrat, told reporters his office was in the early stages of its inquiry into the operation, thus raising the possibility that zoo or others could be charged with state crimes. Do you remember when China came to California, when Xi Jinping came and they um, cleaned up all the homeless poop? Excuse me. Excuse me. The unhoused. They cleaned up all the poop from the unhoused, put away all the tents, put up. They flew all the communist Chinese party flags. And they all bowed down to him. Do you think anybody pulled G or anybody from his team aside and said, hey, what's up with this bio lab? Hey, why are you, what, what's up with this? Why do we have a bio lab in our estate? Do you think anybody in California did that? I don't think so. You think so? Probably not. The halting response from prosecutors mirrors the, the seemingly tepid reaction from various federal and state agencies who were implored to intervene at the outset by local interests who felt the dangers presented by the biolab were beyond the city limits of their 25,000-person town. Hey, I, I have a, a very quick question to ask. When the old saying in politics is NIMBY, not in my backyard, who wants this in their backyard? Nobody. Considering that we know that COVID escaped from a lab, whether it was an accidental leak or maybe on purpose, we know that COVID came from a lab. Knowing that, would you want to be anywhere near this bio, bio lab, this illegal bio lab? Would you? In fact, federal agents determined that the lab was not actually weaponized and then they just bowed out of the case. Oh, that's good. That's helpful. The FBI agents were called within days of the lab's discovery. But listen, here's the thing. The FBI, they have a lot to do. They're busy. Spying on people with MAGA hats. You cannot expect them to drop their investigations into people with Betsy Ross flags to suddenly deal with whether or not this Chinese funded biolab in California might be problematic. Fox News has also learned that various entities within the Department of Homeland Security were never involved in the case either. Fox News received no official response when the Department of Homeland Security was asked if its BioWatch program the National Biosurveillance Investigation Center or its National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasures Center were activated. A bioterrorism expert and a retired Air Force colonel said the clandestine lab should set off alarm bells in Washington and beyond. Really? You think? Calling attention to the possibility that bad actors could plan a mass casualty attack by legally obtaining deadly biological agents. Hmm. Hmm. You, hmm. Really? In its 40-page report on the lab released in November, the House Select Committee on China called special attention to what it called the CDC's inadequate response. Last spring, agency microbiologists spent multiple days inside the lab and produced a report detailing the troubling infectious agents supposedly inside the building. However, the congressional report says it is baffling that the Centers for Disease Control failed to actually test the vials to make their determinations. This is what they found. Ready? Quote, these are the experts now, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. This is why you got to trust the science. This is why you need to trust the science and bureaucrats and understand that they have your best interests at heart. When they try to ban boysenberry flavored vapes, it's because they love you and they want you to live a long life. It's not because they're trying to control you. All right. 
quote, despite the probability that the unlabeled or coded vials contained additional unknown and dangerous pathogens, CDC officials refused to take any further investigative steps. It also claimed the CDC officials failed to take meaningful action when presented with evidence that Ebola, classified at the highest level of concern, may have been present. Yeah, but listen, there may be Ebola there, but somebody may have been vaping a strawberry jam vape, which is, in my opinion, far worse. You know what I mean? Way worse. So you got to prioritize things. I mean, the FBI could spend time investigating this, but then again, what are they going to do about you and all your MAGA friends? And tracking you down for all your gun purchases and the fact that you might have been anywhere near Washington, D.C. in, in January of 2021. Like they can't, you can't possibly expect them to give that up. And the CDC and the FDA and the NIH and all these people, they're very busy, you understand. Some kid out there somewhere is eating something with red dye number six in it. And that is not good. Okay, that's not good. This is way... That not nearly as bad. Ebola is not nearly as bad as red number six. <laughs> ah, the CDC defended its actions. Of course they did. They said it demonstrated a significant gap in our awareness of these kind of laboratories. And frankly, the possibility, even though that no one got hurt or there was no, if you will, negative fallout, it just identifies that this kind of laboratory could represent a future challenge or a threat to our country. Really? You, you think? And not only that, but the idiots in the California government also did nothing. I mean, literally in this entire story, of all these various government agents and actors and everybody involved, there's only one person who's a hero here, and that's the code enforcement officer who just happened to see a freaking hose hanging out. And, and, and for that reason, blew the whistle on this whole thing. Everybody else involved is an idiot. From the FBI to the CDC to the state of California, the California EPA, the State Department of Toxic Substances Control for Emergency Assistance, all of these people, none of them did anything. And you got to wonder why. For several years prior to its move to Reedley, this biolab had been openly operating in nearby Fresno, but city workers there had suspicions about the true nature of the enterprise operating under the name Universal Meditech Inc. Those concerns were elevated in October of 2022 and it became clear a move was imminent. I have a question for you. Do you think maybe politicians got any money from these people? A, uh, a, a nefarious agency called the State Department of Toxic Substances Control, after several days of inaction, they said they would not get involved. They referred this back to the local health agency. And within weeks, the lab operators were able to secretly relocate the entire operation to this other secret lab without permits, without regulation or permission. Now, if you want to put a freaking deck on your backyard, you better have a permit for that. All right. If you want to remodel your kitchen, you better get a permit because that's bad if you don't. You know what I mean? You better let government inside your house. And you better get a permit for that. But if you want to relocate a secret biolab with Ebola, malaria, dengue fever, and whatnot, that's all good. Don't worry about permits for that. That's fine. 
uh, one of the local officials said, I refuse to accept the idea that nothing else was happening in this facility, that there is nothing else that any federal or state agency can do. The community was traumatized. I think this nation was traumatized. And to have an entire government system simply turn away and say, well, the building is clean now. We can all walk away and go on to the next thing. No, 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 no. We need to continue to raise the flag. Well, let's continue playing the clip we have, Matt. I'm sure it's okay. Let's continue playing that one. That one was good as well. Um, if you still have it. Anyway. You still have CDC it? CDC then reached the conclusion that there was no evidence of select agents or toxins and had state and local authorities destroy all the materials pursuant to court order. Subject to this court order, and based on the CDC's refusal to test the samples, city officials eradicated approximately 104 tons of general waste, including complex laboratory equipment and 448 gallons of medical and biological waste. Mm. Along the way, local officials who had previously not thoroughly investigated several of the freezers for fear of encountering a dangerous pathogen made a shocking discovery. A freezer labeled Ebola filled with sealed silver bags consistent with how the Reedley Biolab operators stored sensitive biological materials. Hang Ebola on a second. Has a 25 for the record, I labeled my freezer Ebola too, and you know why? Because I don't want I don't want anyone getting my leftover pizza. Do you ever come home <laughs> And sometimes you're crazy, like, you know, you've got a slice of pizza in the fridge and you get there, but somebody's already eaten it. It is one of the worst <laughs> feelings in the world. You're driving home and you're thinking to yourself, that cold slice of pizza, which in my opinion, you don't heat a pizza, you eat it cold right out of the fridge. And you get there and you open that, that door and that pizza's not there. For that reason, I label my fridge Ebola. This is, these are valuable life lessons. Brought to you by Dr. Mike Venari of VenariDental.com. If you want to keep people from eating your, your leftover pizza, which we all agree is better, cold out of the fridge, am I right? Yeah, I don't totally. heat up pizza. Absolutely, no, right? No, it's yeah, you can't heat it up. It changes everything. No, you can't bring it back to life. Once no. it's cold, it's cold. Let it be cold. And during COVID... I think I put on 20 pounds like everybody else did from eating pizza at night. And then in the morning, I would have a slice on the air. What? I pull it out of the fridge because I think cold pizza for breakfast is the greatest breakfast ever, ever. I, really, I mean that. I mean, look, you have cheese, you have, you have sauce, which is healthy, bread, all that. You know what I'm saying? None of that sounds healthy. It's all delicious for you. It's all good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. So when you come to my home, you walk in, you go, that's a beautiful fridge. Ebola. Yes. I have Ebola in there. It's really just a slice of cold pizza. <laughs> yes, Dr. Mike Venaria of VenariaDental.com uh, is our big story sponsor. All right, keep going with this. This story fascinates me. It really does. Is that it? I'm to 90% lethality Okay, I'll break. I'm sorry. I got to break. Henry's yelling at me in my ear. Henry's starting to give me malaria if I don't break. So I'm going <laughs> to break. I come back. We'll continue on this. Billy talks as I label my bacon Ebola. That's the other thing, too. You weren't craving your bacon. Somebody ate your bacon. That's a terrible thing, right? All right, 855-839-1210. We're coming right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they 
are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. I'll tell you something else, too, with all of this. Um, hey, look, it's just, it's just, uh, this, this is all a lesson for you and for me, for all of us, too, about the experts, the science, the people that are supposed to keep us safe, protect us, uh, and uh, why it's all a bunch of BS. And you know what? The guy who's in charge of the Heritage Foundation, we, the Heritage Foundation president decided to go to Davos. And I'm glad he went. I'm glad he went. I'm glad Javier Mele, my favorite elected politician in the world, went too. And I'm glad that Kevin went to the WEF because people got to push back on this stuff. You know what I mean? They got to push back on this. I, I'm going to get to him in just a second. But first, I want to play this. There's a panel discussion they have called the, um, you know, it's like trust the science or whatever. This will be cut 16, Matt. And they, they asked the question, when did the word expert become an insult? All right, so when did the word expert become an insult? That's as they're speaking from Davos, Switzerland. That's essentially now what they're talking about. I think all this ties in together. I really do. I think all this ties in together because when you pick up the phone, you call the experts and you go, hey, there's like Ebola here and malaria and... HIV and hepatitis and the experts do nothing because those experts are too busy spying on you and, and, and watching what you say on social media and all these other things. Borders wide open. All these Chinese nationals keep coming into our country. They become very, very suspicious of experts. And when the experts are wrong and when the experts try to control your life and they get it wrong and those same experts are now telling you what kind of car to drive, what kind of stove to have what to eat, what you can't eat, what to drink, what not to drink, you become very, very suspicious of these people, and rightfully so. Cut 16. It's hard for us, I'm a climate scientist, to understand misinformation, disinformation, because, you know, we've been saying, for instance, this year, 2023, we had the warmest year in 125,000 years. You have to go back to the last interglacial period the, all the record-breaking climate extremes. You know, we are saying that for decades now, more and more. So it's hard to believe why misinformation and disinformation, because the science is showing the risk of climate change. So we have to understand the way, not to communicate, because science is communicating, but why some people still do not believe in that. Mm -hmm. What I find striking, and, and you probably have the same thing also as a journalist, what I noticed in the last years, let's say in the last five years, uh, starting with the Brexit, uh, then we had the pandemic, uh, then we had the ongoing climate issue as well. When did the word expert 
become almost an insult in some circles, or that some circles started to mistrust the word expert itself. Because you people were wrong so many times, but the other part about it is that you're not just wrong. All these unintended consequences from your bad decisions. So yeah, you know what? I think the word expert, I take that word very, very cautiously. I'm sorry, but that guy just sounds very much to me like all these people do. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. That's, they're Bond villains. And they're, and, and, and they're in charge. And that's it. And then you can't disagree with these people. Look, the FBI was way too busy to deal with that biolab, the Chinese secret biolab in California, where they had malaria and Ebola and all this other stuff. They were too busy asking banks to search private transactions for terms like MAGA and Trump. So the Federal Bureau of Investigation did nothing about a secret Chinese biolab. But instead, as Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio points out, well, they did spend a lot of time looking through social media posts using a software uh, uh, portal to figure out what people were saying so that they could spy on you. Cut one. But here's the here's the real takeaway. The censorship industrial complex was bigger than we thought. It wasn't just big government working with big tech to limit your speech and limit Twitter or tweets and post on Facebook. It was big government, big universities and big tech all working together to limit speech. And it was disproportionately, as you listed off all those conservatives, disproportionately targeting conservatives. Molly Hemingway, Sean Hannity, President Trump, members of Congress. You can go down the list. That's who they went after. And here's the kicker. It was all true stuff. Or some cases it was satire. It was a joke. But it was all true. And yet they went after it. Uh, in this organized fashion where they limited how the, the, the reach it would have, the visibility filtering they did, and they took things down. That's how egregious this was. But you can't fault the FBI for not doing anything about a secret Chinese biolab with Ebola, HIV, malaria, and all the other stuff because they had to do that. Priorities. Priorities. 855-839-1210. On Twitter at Rich Zioli. Here is um, I have so much great audio for you today. I don't even know where to begin. Here is uh, another person here from the WEF, the World Economic Forum. This is uh, another expert telling us what we can eat, what we can't eat. And this is World Economic Forum agenda contributor Naomi Oreska, who asserts that animal agriculture is a big problem, and of course. The experts will tell us what we need to do about it. Cut 14. To come back to what Carlos said about agriculture. And this is, I think, really important to understand. And it's a little depressing, but I think if we don't understand it, we can't fix it. So in the case of agriculture, so we know, as you said, agriculture, particularly animal agriculture, is a major source of greenhouse gas emissions, a major driver of climate change. So one thing people can do to help, in this case, is to eat less meat. 
So what are we seeing happening in the United States? The agriculture industry is spreading disinformation. But here's where it gets particularly tricky. Not about climate change. They're spreading disinformation about the public health benefits of a plant-forward diet. So one of the great things about eating less red meat, and you don't have to eliminate it altogether, but just eating less, good for the planet, and it's good for your body. So this is a win-win solution, and it's something that we all could do. We all have the power. We all have agency over what we eat. But there are researchers in the United States who work on the health benefits of a plant-based diet who have been attacked by the same people who attack climate scientists. Mm -hmm. So this isn't about public understanding science or not being transparent. This is about an organized attempt to confuse people. Now, uh, some people think eating red meat is actually really good for you. And there's lots of debates about that, whether or not you should eat more red meat, whether we should eat more protein, whether or not. And there's all kinds of debates about that. But they've decided. See, this is what I mean. The experts decide. They've decided, and that's it. And you don't get to debate. Don't debate them. They know better than you. They're smarter than you, and they're better than you, damn it. So be a good person and do what you're told, okay? Good. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So much more to come. Don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Good advice. Uh, here's a lot. I, I got I got loaded up with web clips. And, of course, we're going to talk about Iowa, New Hampshire. I mean, New Hampshire, South Carolina, all of that. I opened the show with that today, obviously. Um, the, you know, the I'll tell you one of the things that, that bothers me about Nikki Haley, and that is that she keeps missing an opportunity to fight back, to fight back against what the Democrats have done to America. And here's what I mean by this. You know, people don't read their history, but I remember one time somebody said to me, you know, if aliens came down from wherever they are, and they turned around and they said, wait, you mean the black vote? Democrats win the black vote? They would be so confused because it was the Republican Party that, that ended slavery. The Republican Party has abandoned this. I don't know why. They've abandoned the fact that they were founded on two principles. That was defending the Second Amendment and ending slavery. Those were the two principles of why the Republican Party was was founded, because at the time, the Second Amendment was shockingly under attack by Democrats. And the Democrat Party was the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, the party of the KKK, um, the party that put Japanese Americans in internment camps. But the Republicans don't fight back on this stuff. They never do. Instead, they let Democrats win. They don't know how to push back and turn around and say, yeah, you know what? America was racist and your party was the one leading the charge. And thank God my party was the one that (laughs) that was able to win. And we're the same political party we were then. You guys have not flipped and don't pretend because that lie does not exist. And I've proven that to you. Whenever one of your smart little friends tries to tell you that the parties have flipped, remember, there is an unbroken line of progressivism that goes from the Confederate States of America to Woodrow Wilson, to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, to LBJ, to Barack Obama, to this idiot in the White House. And it skips a couple because, I mean, John F. Kennedy was obviously different, but um, it's an unbroken line of progressivism. The, the same policies that they're advocating today are the same policies that FDR was advocating and that Woodrow Wilson was advocating. So how can you tell me the parties have flipped? Can't, because they haven't. 
Uh, but here's Nikki Haley firing back at Joy Reid after she claims that Haley lost Iowa due to racism. Cut 18. The elephant in the room, she's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant. It's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis's only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. Do you agree with her interpretation of the results? I'm, first of all, I mean, Joy Reid lives in a different America than I do. I mean, yes, I'm a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town in South Carolina who became the first female minority governor in history, who became a U.N. ambassador, and who is now running for president. If that's not the American dream, I don't know what is. You can sit there and give me all the reasons why you think I can't do this. I will continue mm-hmm. to defy everybody on why we can do this, and we will get it done. Are you a racist party? Are you involved in a racist party? No, we're we're not a racist country, Brian. How about pushing back and saying that the Democrats are, are a, a racist party? They are. They should be canceled. I mean, really, if you think about it. But something else, too. And this is what I would have said. I would have said, seems to me like the black woman couldn't get the party's nomination in the Democrat Party. Because who do they go with? They want the old white dude. Joe Biden got the nomination over Kamala Harris. Like, are we supposed to pretend that didn't happen? Am I supposed to pretend like they didn't go with the old white geezer over Kamala Harris? Why do we why does why does people why does she see ground like this? Why why do they why do they go on on defense? Go on offense and fight these people back. And if you want a good playbook for how to do that, by the way, Levin's book, uh, The Democrat Party Hates America, is excellent because it's filled with historical facts of all the things that the Democrat Party has done over the years. So, or just keep playing defense all the time and keep letting them win. But you see, I'd ask that question. I'd be like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Who, who got the nomination in the Democrat primary in 2020? It, was, it, was it the black woman who was running or was it the old white geezer? I'm, 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 I'm a... I forget. Uh, let's see here. Jim is in New Jersey. Jim, how are you, sir? What's going on? Good. Uh, one of the suggestions, thanks for taking my call. Um, one of the suggestions I would make, because you were talking about the Chevron thing over the past couple of days, uh, is remove the uh, protection all these bureaucrats have from being anonymous, you know, no faces, no names. So for any kind of rule or whatever it is they try to promulgate, in the end, at the bottom, their name, their phone number, their email has to be on that document or what have you. Um, And I don't mean like, you know, the general number for the Department of the Interior, their actual work. uh, And I mean every last one of them. And they can't dodge behind, oh, I was in a work group, I was in a discussion group, et cetera, et cetera. Every last one of them. that might that might provide people some kind of a pushback. That's a good suggestion. I like it. I don't, I don't know all the machinations of how um, what details have to be part of a rule that's being promulgated, but it's a great it's a great suggestion, Jim. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I want it. Yeah, go ahead. I, could I? Uh, yeah, you were talking about Ebola. Could I suggest two books? The one that's actually thirty years old. I'm surprised. It's called The Hot Zone. Oh, it's a great book. It's a be- yeah, it's about the Ebola outbreak down in. Uh, Rest in Virginia. Yeah, it's when it got out of and the lab. In, it's great. Yeah, interestingly enough, 
the same mindset was in, in place right at the beginning of it. The CDC, the FDA, nobody wanted to own it. It turned out in the end, the Army was the one who had to go in and eradicate it in the building. And the same author, his name is Douglas Preston, he wrote another one about uh, smallpox. It's called uh, The Demon in the Freezer. That's yep. another good read. I read that too. You got good taste, yeah. my man. You should read Terry Hayes' books. They're great. You know what? I looked that up. I want to get the one. Uh, well, we're I'm having the event. You should come to the event, February 7th. You'll get a copy of his new book, The Year of the Locust, and he'll sign it, and it's it's outstanding. You the, you learn about the secret, you know, the workings of the CIA. I mean, it's fiction, but it's it's great. It's fantastic. So, uh, Jim, thanks, Hi. buddy. Thanks for the call. Have a great rest of your day today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Matt is in Wilmington. Matt, what's up, buddy? Yeah, hey, back to the uh, bio lab. I wonder if they used, like, the fancy Ziploc bags with the tab mm. or if they used the, the cheapy bags that you have to press together that gets the air bubbles. That's a great point. And then, um, yeah. I would, I hope right? they use the zipper, the zipper ones, right? Don't they have the zipper ones now? I think the zippers work. And then if they yeah. use the, the permanent Sharpie, because the, the, the permanent ones sometimes do well, but the other ones smear. So It's an excellent, excellent suggestion. And if you're going to label your freezer Ebola, I suggest putting tape on it first and then writing Ebola on the tape. You know what I mean? Okay. Matt, thank you, buddy. Thanks, thanks for the call. I think we lost Matt. I think the government silenced him there. Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number. All right. So in the 5 o'clock hour, I got more on the uh, demons at Davos and the pushback from some people, including Javier Mele and also the uh, president of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Kamala Harris was asked a question. And what is your plan to try to change the perception that Joe Biden is too old to be president. There's a lot of stuff going on here today that we will share with you. Um, but I want to remind you, you know, this event with Terry Hayes is going to be great coming up on February 7th. So mark your calendar for that. And there's another event coming up as well. And that's comedy night at Parks Casino. We've got Parks Casino comedy night on Thursday, February. Uh, what day is that now? That is Thursday, February 1st. And that'll be Parks Casino. Just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. Joe Conklin's Comedy Night. I'll be the MC along with Mike Baldini. Uh, some great comedians there. Tickets are 20 bucks. Includes your first drink. And it always sells out. So do that today. Go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. You must be 21. And gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Big 5 o'clock hour. 30 minutes of nonstop talk. Straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 